0: what is going on everybody welcome back let's turn that down just a little bit all right now what's going on everybody welcome back it is dog talk with your host Holden glad to have you guys here hope everybody is doing good today Show's coming to you a little bit later than it normally does I've had a lot going on this week but getting things taken care of nonetheless and we are back with you glad to get things up and rolling trying out a new camera we're gonna see how this thing works you guys let me know obviously we're back up and running on YouTube so if you guys I could just leave a comment on there. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel there on YouTube. If you're listening on podcast, as usual, you can click that link that's in the description. It will take you to everything you need to know. Make sure you guys, you know, if you want to follow us on Twitter at DogTalk20. Also on uh, Instagram as well. Again, that link tree that is in the description will take you to anything and everything that we have, minus some of the the smaller uh, podcast platforms. But... It'll take you straight to iHeartRadio. It'll take you straight to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of those. Um, Make sure you guys leave a five-star review wherever you guys listen. uh, and Make sure you guys are subscribing to the show as well. Um, Also, if you want to support the show, that link's in there as well. Let's go ahead and get into what we've got. Not a lot to get into today. We're going to talk probably more about some of the other games going on around the country. More than we really will about this georgia Sanford game. Not because we don't want to talk about Sanford, but... There's not a lot to break down in this game. This game should be, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to discredit any kind of a team, but this game should be a fairly easy game for Georgia. Um, so we'll break it down a little bit. A couple of keys to the game. Not a lot to dive into. Looked really good against Oregon. So if you look like that in this game, can be a pretty ugly one. But we're going to talk a little bit about college football playoff uh, expansion talk right off the top. And then we'll jump into... Uh, the score predictions, uh, some Twitter polls that we ran, as well as, um, again, just looking at some of the other games around the country before we get to the picks at the end as well. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. So this is what we got. We're going to start things off talking about some of this expansion conversation that is going on, and that is, obviously, this broke. We talked slightly about it last week, but it was... uh, NCAA has decided to move forward to a 12-game playoff. Like I said last week, I'm a little surprised that it went to 12 instead of it maybe starting off at a uh, at like eight. That's kind of where I figured this thing would be. Is let's let's start it at eight. Let's double it, go from four to eight instead of tripling and going from four to 12 because that is it just feels like a lot. Um, and I don't know. I've seen some of how it's structure, structured where the top four teams are not playing until that normal position where the top four teams would play anyways but they're playing other opponents so there is still the potential for those top four teams in the country to still to play an extra game in the playoff meaning those four coming together to play other people if those four win then it's those four playing each other before you finally get to that final game so there's just extra rounds to it Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens We've already seen a little bit of what could happen. If that happens again, we've got to see what happens at the end of the season, not the start of the season to base all of that on. So there's still a lot to come. There's still more information to come out of this. Does this force, and I would assume, but does this force at that point for the SEC to move to a nine team or a nine game schedule of SEC? And does that stop the schedule? Does Georgia stop these these games against the Sanford, um, stop these smaller games, Utah State and things of that nature? Does it stop those games? Do those smaller schools suffer from that because the big schools now to prepare for this are only going to play a conference schedule and they're going to stop those maybe playing 10 games a season to where they do have maybe an out-of-conference or non-conference game with another opponent before getting to that playoff situation. Some of this is not going to matter for all teams, some teams are going to want to have Twelve games to be bowl eligible in some situations. I don't know. There's a lot that's going to have to be broken down in this. I would assume by the end, again, you're going to have Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC. I would assume by then we're going to move to a nine-game uh, SEC schedule, and maybe that's all that maybe that's all that the SEC, pl- SEC plays uh, in hopes that that allows for SEC teams to be in that playoff run. Um, And right now, there's a strong possibility that you could end up with three SEC teams in the Final Four moving forward to playing for a national championship. So a lot to come. A lot to come. It's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward with it. I'm not going to harp too much in it. Now let's get to the conversation at hand. That is 4 o'clock this weekend on Saturday. We've got Sanford coming to town. The first opening game at Sanford Stadium playing against the Sanford Bulldogs. For the first time, like I said, being back since the National Championship game last year. Uh, and obviously that wasn't in Georgia. But since before the National Championship game, this is the last time or the first time that Georgia's playing since then. A game at home. So very exciting for fans coming out of that one. The weather does not look very promising for this game tomorrow. It's a 4 o'clock kick. Just prepare yourself for it. Wet, rainy game i don't know what the line is on it but if it's me as far as an early pick on something take take the under (laughs) just because this to me seems like it's going to be a very a very easy one to sit back and say okay this is a game we really need to watch and and pay attention to and understand that this is more likely going to be a game that uh georgia will run the ball a lot and i don't know that we threw the ball a lot against oregon so i could be wrong it'll be interesting to see what happens with that so but that's, that's, you know, that's where we stand in this. This is, will this be a game that Georgia walks away with? That's what most everybody anticipates, and that's no different for us either. Um, because, again, this is just a very outmatched football team that is coming in here. The keys to this game are fairly simple. The first one is don't sleep on these, don't sleep on them. You can't, like I said, I'm going to try not to harp on the things that have happened in years past, but you can't sleep on the fact that Sanford was in this game against Florida last year. Had a lead in this game against Florida last year. Granted, Georgia and Florida were not the same team last year. We saw that, obviously, in the end. Who won the national championship? Georgia Bulldogs did, so we can move forward with that. But don't sleep on them. Don't come into this game sleepwalking just because it's a rainy game. 4 o'clock, kind of a strange kick. Used to that 3.30 or later or lunchtime kick. Weird to have it at 4 o'clock, but it is what it is. But don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on the fact that these guys are going to come in and they're going to give you their best. There are a lot of ties in this game uh, with Kirby Smart, uh, even uh, uh, Will Muschamp, even Mike Leach, believe it or not. They go back to some of the Sanford ties here with the head coach that is at Sanford now. So there are some ties. It'll be interesting to see. I don't think that's going to matter very much in this game, uh, but it's it's still something interesting to think about when the head coach comes to that. A couple of the other keys to this game, and they're not keys as far as the running backs have to run 400 yards. Uh, the quarterbacks, they need to throw for a lot. That's not what I'm going with in this one. I'm keeping it very simple. Don't sleep on Sanford. That's the first thing, starting off. Don't sleep on them. Second thing is uh, no injuries. Don't want to have injuries in this game. This is a game that we want to come in, uh, get backups in, get them reps, get them work. That's the third key of this game is getting backups into this game, getting them experience. Regardless, if the team that you're playing is inferior or not, it's the experience. Getting on the field, getting the exposure against another team other than your own, very, very beneficial, very, very helpful uh, for Georgia in this one. But we want to come out of this injury-free. That is a big one. We did, we did very good uh, and even listening to Kirby's presser coming out of the Oregon game. Georgia did very good coming out of that Oregon game injury-free. Christopher Smith, a little bit of a stinger in the shoulder. Uh, Nylon Green, I think, maybe. He may be the only other guy who's been battling a hamstring and been limited this week. But for the most part, we did very good coming out of that first week. And the same needs to happen coming out of Sanford before we prepare for South Carolina next weekend. So those are the keys to the game. Again, very simple, very easy. I don't have a lot to break down in this game. I wish I did. I wish I could talk to you for 45 minutes about a, a, a game right here and tell you exactly what's going to happen. But all I can tell you is I think this is a very good opportunity to get backups in, get them exposure, get them uh, experience, get them in the game. See what they do, see what they do. Again, the weather, I don't think it's gonna be the most fun in this game. For anybody to get to play in, much less have to watch. Uh, but Kirby has made the call for fans to be there and be loud and affect them. Uh, that helps with the recruits. Obviously, you gotta have recruits and things of that nature in there. But I wanna see what some of these backups can do. And I think that's a very helpful thing. We're gonna to get to some Twitter polls at the end and kinda of what you guys also think on a couple of those situations as well pertaining to the quarterback that I asked you guys to uh, put up. In this one, a score prediction. I put it up for you guys on Twitter. I put it up 59 to nothing. Again, this number kind of feels a little high uh, for Georgia at least because of the potential for it being a very wet game. We know good and well that when, when it's raining in any game, most games are not that high scoring. And if they are, it's just turned into a sloppy mess out there and everybody's just going back and forth. Don't anticipate that one happening. Really, I could... Realistically, kind of back off and say this could be a 42 to three or 42 to six kind of game. I do think this is Georgia's first opportunity to have a zero in that column and have a shutout, um, and it's a good opportunity for that. Uh, but it would not surprise me if Sanford did find the scoreboard on this one, whether it's field goals, whether it is a touchdown in this game. We will see. But regardless, my pick, and I'm gonna stick to it, even though I've seen what this may look like in the end: 59 to nothing, Georgia. Now let's move into a couple of the Twitter polls that I did uh, put up for you guys. After that, with the with the pick and everything coming into it, and there's also another thing that I also put up that I do want to discuss a little bit. Um, got one on here, sixty-one to three. On a reply for a score that's at dog for life, sixty-seven. and then Patriot on Twitter as well. If we get the same Sanford they played Florida last year, I'd say they score at least a field goal and maybe a touchdown late in the game. Again, that's kind of the way I feel on this one. Could that happen? Maybe. Maybe not. I'm not sure. One other thing that I do want to say, the AP poll came out. I should have mentioned this off the top, but again, when some of this stuff drops and I have the later episode in the week, it's very, it's very easy to forget about it. Like I said, it's been kind of a long week, but in the end, Georgia does end up in that number two spot. Somewhat controversial for some people. I put this on Twitter because I did want to see how are we feeling about this. Um, quite a few guys did reach out and say your feelings on this. I didn't put this up in a in a sense of how do I feel. It's asking how you guys feel and allowed you the opportunity. And it's like I told you guys last week. I don't care where Georgia ranks. It does not matter today. It will not matter until the end of the season. That's when Georgia needs to be ranked high. That's when Georgia needs to be in that top four when it comes SCC SEC championship, when it comes moving beyond that that's where you want to be ranked in your higher positions now you also don't want to be ranked 10th when there's only a week left in the season you don't want that that's a little bit different so it is kind of a we're fine we're at two we're right where we need to be uh is georgia the number one team in the nation right now i believe they are but it does not matter it doesn't matter if you're ranked second third first or fourth right now fifth sixth even because georgia will continue to win and will continue to move up in those ranks so I do agree with all of you who say it doesn't matter right now. It'll matter later. Let me just go ahead and put that out there now before I get everybody chirping back at me. So getting to the polls from this past week, the first of which, how many touchdowns does Carson Beck throw versus Sanford? Uh, 33% of you guys said zero or one, and then 67% of you guys say two plus. So you guys are thinking that he's going to be throwing for two to three, maybe even four, even five touchdowns in this one. One funny reply that I did actually get in here uh, is Larry Brown Jr. putting up the, the gif with the guy, Put up three. I don't know if you guys can see that. Three, that's funny. And, and if he does, hey, I give you all the credit. One other guy on here, Bear Dogs, uh, zero because I think Kirby tries to run out the clock and get out injury-free. Like I said off the top, hoping that that's what happens. We definitely want to get in this game and get out of this game injury-free regardless. Um, but I do see the very good opportunity that we see more than just a Carson Beck in this game and this is why I also asked this next one on the poll do we see Brock Vandergriff and, C- and Gunnar Stockton Saturday not one or the other but I wanted to see if you guys thought we might see one or actually both in this game 85% of you go with yes and 15% go with no I think there's a very strong possibility of that I think there's a very strong possibility first quarter you would love to see it a quarter breakup give Stetson a quarter give Carson a quarter give Brock a quarter and then give a gunner a quarter. That's not going to happen. More than likely what you're going to see in this game is Stetson's is going to play most of the first half, if not all, because he still has to have those re- reps as well against another team other than his own. Then I think you're going to see a hefty dose of Carson Beck. And then I think is when we see a little bit of Brock Grant Vandegrift and a little bit of Gunner Stockton there in the fourth quarter. And most of that, they're not going to be throwing the ball. They may a little bit. I'd be very surprised if it's a rainy game and georgia is up big i'll be surprised if we do the same thing we did against oregon where todd Munkin and stuck to the air game proud of him for doing that by the way i was very excited to see that we we didn't give up and just not give up but that we just started to run the ball um like i said off the top of the season nobody has to agree with me we've got a long way to go to see if this is a, a true thing not that i'm saying stetson bennett is a, is the next joe burrow but there is the possibility that georgia is trying to open up the air game as we move forward and scores a lot more in these games. And I hope that happens, but we've got a lot to go before we figure that out. Let's jump into some of the other big games around the country before I get to the picks of the week. Um, The biggest one I think on the weekend that everybody's kind of looking forward to on that 12 o'clock slate is the Alabama-Texas game. Alabama's a 20 and a half point favorite in this one. 64 and a half is the over under. Uh, 77 and cloudy is the weather. You guys don't care about that one. I have two feelings about this. One is I feel like I feel like Texas could come in here and just absolutely get steamrolled at home against Alabama. I do see that that is a very strong possibility. I'm not saying that it happens, but I I do think that that is possible. But I also see this being a potential wake up and understanding that last year, and I'll say this one more time and then I quit. Last year, Alabama had a lot of things to figure out. They started the season against a Utah State that you're supposed to beat 55 to nothing. Just like Georgia is supposed to beat Sanford 55 to nothing. These games you're supposed to win like that. Understandable, but that's the way they open. They also did that last year in the games they needed to. It was the games that they needed to put away that Georgia did, or excuse me, that Alabama did not. That's what I want to see. Is this the opportunity for Alabama to come in and show the reason that Texas isn't ranked and the reason they put this line at where they did? very well possible, or is this the game where Alabama steps back and go, okay, we do actually have a lot more that we need to work on than we realized, and it pertains back to last season when multiple games that they got in. By the way, with those those two wide receivers who if they had had, they'd have won the national championship, with those guys, they still were in games that they should not have been in anymore, and in normal cases, normal years, (coughs) Alabama would have taken care of business and not been in these games. But they were much, much closer games last season than they have had in years previous. So this is this is the game. This is the first test of the season. Will Alabama start to have some of those glimmers of last year where we wonder, are they going to be able to put teams away or not? Or is this going to be the opportunity for uh, Texas to show up? Or, again, is this the opportunity that Alabama walks away with it and we go, okay, Texas is not back. And Alabama, so far, looks to be the team that is gonna be competing again for SEC Championship as well as the National Championship. On that 12 o'clock slate as well on ESPN, another good game that I think is lining up here: South Carolina and Arkansas. Again, I have high hopes for Arkansas. I think Arkansas is still a really good football team. I expect them to be very good in the SEC West. Like I said, off the top of the season, uh, you don't have to believe me, but I think in Arkansas could be top two, top three in the SEC West. Um, and I know some people don't believe that but that's just truly how I feel. I think they're that good of a football team They looked pretty good last week and let's see how they look this week at home again They do get Spencer Rattler in South Carolina coming to them Arkansas a nine-point favorite over on them. That was 55 Another good one at 12 o'clock and this is one of the picks that I'm gonna make that may be a little bit of a shocker You got 23 Wake Forest coming into Vandy Vandy has looked very good off the start of the season the quarterback there for Vandy very fast elusive has done a very good job to put vandy at two and zero. technically at this point they are top of the sec east as well as top of the sec at a two and zero ranking um but wake forest coming to them they do get quarterback sam hartman i think is his last name coming back in forgive me for that if it's not correct uh, so they are 13 point favorite i think they came into this game like a six point favorite and with the uh, news of him coming back in that has just continued to multiply over under 65 that's an interesting number especially considering that it's vandy and that that line is 13 for wake um but i'd be surprised i'd really be surprised in this one um and i think you guys will too regardless of if they're getting the quarterback not back for wake forest i don't think that matters as much as this one let's see if vandy can keep this thing rolling i've got vandy predicted on the start of the season and and you don't have to agree with me i can understand why you wouldn't Um, but vandy starting the season I actually do have them as a loss in my preseason pick to this, starting the season 3-1, and one, and then finishing 3-2 and two before the bye after, after Alabama there, because that's just a, a big ask. Um, but I think this is a good opportunity for Vandy to maybe mix some stuff up. We'll get to some picks coming up. Moving on to a couple of the other big games. This is one I don't want you to sleep on at 3.30 ESPN2, App State traveling to Texas A&M. App State lost the first game of the season last week, but they looked good. They looked very good, so there's a lot that they have to continue to work towards. AM is a 19-point favorite at home. Again, this one at 330, over and on, that's 54. AM is 1-0, and they are also the sixth team in the country. Big game, big matchup from last season to kind of redeem yourself. Number 24, Tennessee traveling 217, Pitt. Tennessee a six-point favorite coming into this one, 330, ABC. Keep an eye on that one. That was a really good one there at 330. Obviously, the dogs will be kicking off 30 minutes after that on SEC Network. Then we slide on down to another big game, which has a lot of deciding factor for the top two in the SEC East, in my opinion, and that is number 20 Kentucky traveling to number 12 Florida. Florida six point favorite at the house on this one. I don't think Kentucky has won at in Gainesville in a very long time. The over/under is only 51 and a half. This is prime time, 7 p.m. on ESPN. Very good game to watch right here. This, again, I think is going to determine a lot of who finishes second and who finishes down the line in the SEC East this year. Now, preseason, looking back at the picks that I made on this, I have Tennessee at second, Kentucky at third, and Florida at fourth. Obviously, after this huge win that Florida had against Utah, they didn't think Utah was as good, but they thought Florida was good enough to jump all the way up to that number 12 spot, well above everybody else that they had already been ranked below before that game. So... Let's see what happens with this. Let's see, is Florida truly that? They are at home again, which is a good thing for them. Or is Kentucky going to show the reason that I think they're going to end up being third, possibly second, depending on how things go with Tennessee moving forward. Jump down to USC Stanford, that is 7.30 on ABC. USC is an eight and a half point favorite. This is a good test to see just how well USC looks. They are 10 team in the country, so we're gonna see. And then rounding out the night way late into the night, 10:15 on ESPN, top 25 matchup, number nine Baylor at number 21 BYU. And BYU at home is a two and a half point favorite over the number nine Baylor. Baylor Bears, the Bears? Yeah, I think they're the Bears. Anyway, all right, getting to the picks. I don't have the graphic put together for you guys just yet. It'll it'll show up on Instagram. It'll show up on Twitter uh, when time comes. I got Georgia beating Sanford. It's the easy pick every single week. I'm going to pick the Georgia game regardless of who we're playing. I'm just not going to pick a line on it when it's a when it's a game like this. Uh, then I have South Carolina at Arkansas. Give me Arkansas. Give me Arkansas with the points two minus nine there. Wake at Vandy. This is the one that I'm going to take. Give me Vandy plus 13 in this one. I think Vanderbilt's gonna keep this one closer than you guys think. Kentucky at Florida, give me Kentucky with the win, plus six in this game, plus six. uh, I like Kentucky beating Florida on the road for the first time in Gainesville in a long time. And we'll see. We'll see how things shake out with that. That's pretty much it. Again, short, sweet, and simple is all there. That's really the only way to put it uh, for this episode, but there's not a lot of breakdown when it comes down to the game. For Georgia this week, I do look forward to checking in with you guys after uh, we do come back from that uh, this Sanford game on Saturday, and at least then you know we can talk about some of that. And uh, in the end, I appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at DogTalk20, and we'll check in with you after the Sanford game. Go dogs!